It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. All right. It's a Monday. Welcome yes. to the ultimate Cleveland yes. sports show. Yes. A little awkward clapping. Nobody was sure. Should we clap? Look, I don't know up. what's going on. It's a slow clap. Yeah. It's yeah. Monday slow clap. This is how white people, this is how white people clap at hip hop shows. <laughs> Off the beat. Would you get on beat? You're messing us up. Hey, you know what? It's funny. Mikey said happy Halloween. Yeah. I was texting with Yak this morning because yeah. I lost my badge and I finally got a new badge. Yeah, that was he, a big shocker. And he said, I can't wait to see your Halloween <laughs> exactly. costume. And yeah. I thought for a minute, I'm like, oh my God, are we supposed to yeah, be dressing I, up today? I thought we were going to. None of us did. I could have broke know. out my my college Halloween gear. I was good. I, I, I mean, was, I won't fit anymore. I finally took the Baker Mayfield jersey I ordered out of the bag. Okay. It was way too small. Oh, <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh, Mid-drift. I, I was going to like just bring it in as like a, a, a towel. To <laughs> yeah. What's the point? Hey, man. G, no, no Halloween costume for you. I hate Halloween. What? This is the this is the jacket from um, White Man Can't Jump. So I don't is that know. what that's from? Yeah, man. Yeah, you, they don't got. Don't this. ever make a sequel or a remake of that movie. I no. I heard they're going. Somebody to. said they're going to. Yeah. It's terrible. That's a classic. Super that's classic. A, that's a pretty never classic. mess with that. Shout out to Rosie Perez too, man. I was just literally thinking she was really the best part of that movie. Yeah, Rosie she was so hot in that movie. Hey, Rosie Perez was. By the way, man, yeah. no one has ever made it from Soul Train. To the to the main screen like Rosie Perez, like you know, way to go and be one of one of the greatest Soul Train dancers of all time, and yeah. then actually pivot and be like, oh yeah, I'm a real person. I'm in the movies too. Yeah. Although she, I feel like she hasn't done anything in a while. Where's she been? Oh no, she's retired. Cash and checks. Yeah, yeah I guess she so. Made, money. made a bag already. Yeah, she got that <laughs> yeah. Stack. All right, guys, a lot to get to today. Obviously, I feel like we've been talking about this Browns Bengals game for three weeks. It seems like, <laughs> but uh, it's finally happening tonight after the game. <laughs> it's <only been> a week. <laughs> uh, G and Mikey McNuggets and Jeff Lloyd and I, if Jeff's not too far in the bag. We'll be uh, doing a uh, Browns post-game show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll start at the two-minute warning, of course, as we always do. So we'll have that for you tonight. So make sure you, there you go. That's t- Jeff because he's drunk. He's got his hands on his I head. told Jeff he got to do the wine coolers tonight. Get you one of them, something that say strawberry passion yeah. on it. Yep. That was Bring Mikey it. McNuggets when he was 13 in that picture also. Bring it down. For some reason, WKYC keeps tagging him with somebody else's uh, Twitter handle. Yeah, they keep calling me Mike Lewis. Yeah, who is Mike Lewis? I don't know. Why can't WKYC this uh, figure this not out? Not sure. This, I, they don't even know who I am. I came up here the other day and said, uh, sir. Do you have any credentials? I was like, I'm an ultimate Cleveland sports show. They said, sir, please get your hands out of your pockets and show some identification. I said, okay, I'm going to come back later. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. 
In addition to that, we're going to spend a lot of time uh, on the Cavaliers later in the show. Uh, and we'll do our headlines today. And we got a big announcement coming a little about, well, I can't tell you about it now. 12-15-ish, by the way. 12-15-ish. Big announcement. And Tim Couch joins us in about 30 minutes. I said we'll talk a lot about the Cavs later, but we're going to do a few minutes on the Cavs before we get into the Browns here, guys. We were talking about it off the air. Um, you know, last year, they um, blew a lot of leads and played poorly in the fourth quarter at times. And then we saw that on opening night tonight, right, where they didn't, or this year when they played poorly in the fourth quarter. Now we got a long way to go and people talking about winning in the playoffs and people talking about MVPs. This is stupid. We're, we're what, six games into the season. Yeah. However, as you guys just said off the air, this team is must-watch TV right now. They are a lot of fun. And these last two games over the weekend, man, did they play great down the stretch in both those games. Well, there's no question. And I, um, I'll tell you from the beginning, they had a lot of talent last year. What they did not have was a closer. And so now they have got a legitimate bona fide closer who now gives air, uh, air, air space and, and, and breath to the other player. So going down the stretch, I don't have to worry about who to go to. They're down nine in the fourth quarter last night, Bull. And the one who did not panic was uh, Donovan Mitchell. And then that That's space right. gives Kevin Love space to do his thing, right? The Cavs are, are must-see TV, and I would tell you it is catching on across this country. I told uh, G. Bush on Saturday, Barkley's seeing it. Uh, Kendrick Perkins seeing it. National writers are seeing it. People who know this game say, yeah. what's going on in Cleveland is different. Jason? I was just trying to look up how many shots Donovan took last night. 20. 20? Mm-hmm. Not one of them felt forced, out of rhythm, out of the flow of the offense. He is so much better than I thought he was. Mm. And like knew he was good. Knew he could score. Knew he could fill it up. But it's everything else that he does. It's his awareness. It's his feel for the game. The pass he had to Okoro in traffic last night in the, I think it was fourth quarter, third or fourth quarter. It was one of those zip passes in Okoro because he's terrified of the ball. <laughs> dropped, <laughs> dropped it off to. Is he going to play at all once Garland comes back? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he will. Yeah, I mean, he's Miles Straw. You know, I mean, if you want a baseball equivalent, oh, he's Miles Straw. Is he that good defensively? I don't know that he's in that class, but yeah. he gives them like there's a there's Athletic. a spot for him. Okay. Absolutely Athletic. there's a spot for him. But 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 Donovan is just he's such an all around better player than I even gave him credit for. We'll see. We'll see. Everybody seems shocked in Cleveland. Well, well, I'm not shocked. I, I told Jason before this. <laughs> you know, I'm a basketball junkie. I stay up you late are, and watch yeah. all this stuff, right? What he's doing now is the same thing he was since Garland went down. It's the same thing he was doing in Utah. So I call it, it where Utah was in the West. I call this Utah East with a better surrounding cast. Yeah. The way he playing now, the same way he was playing in Utah, you just didn't see it unless you stayed up late He's at night. He's got better talent around him well, here well, than he had well, in Utah. That's what I said. I said yeah, yeah. He, 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 with more he, talent. Ha, he has better talent yeah. here. But the way he plays, Jason, is the same way he was playing in Utah. Now it's not. I don't have to count on Rudy Gobert. Right. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love give me six, seven threes, right? I said, yeah. uh, Karis LeVert can give me a hot 41. day one day. It's like, that's, one. Who, that's who he is. That's who he is. And, and he's your fifth best player. Right. Or So who cares? Right. Maybe your sixth best player behind Kevin Love, right? And and here's the thing, guys, and we'll get more details later. But, G, how about this, which stat I loved? Over 80% of their field goals had an assist attached to it. They, that's huge. Yeah, and that's and by the way, I don't think the Knicks yeah. are a terrible team. I don't know no, what you guys think. That's I not think bad. They're, middle of the, no. you know, they're mediocre. They're, they're okay. No, that's they're not. They're not. But terrible, they're not terrible. But they're not, yeah. No, I'm not saying they're good either. They're not a playoff team in the East. But Probably not. Well, maybe a nine or ten. Well, no. Would impress me to what? Would have been top six to be a playoff team. Oh, well, they're not top okay, six. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah. not top six. I forgot yeah. the seven and eight. Yeah. Uh, what would impress me the most was we talked about hey possibly needing another shooter, but I mean they're shooting lights out, and I don't know if that's sustainable between uh, Donovan Mitchell. I, he's shooting threes at a higher higher rate. Kevin Love, obviously, when you look at what he's doing, he's hitting the long ball. He's shooting a great. But you also got guys that are traditionally um, not very good three-point shooters. Yeah. Uh, Levert hit, hit the open shots uh, against Boston. He had a terrible game this game. But Jetty's been shooting a high percentage. Dean Wade. He played great last played night. Played great last night. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when you talk about this team, if, if they can shoot that type of percentage and they're doing it, I don't know. You may know, Jason, is this something – is a conscious effort because I don't think they were shooting that many threes last year. They took 50 threes last night. Yeah, I know. 50. And I was talking to one of the uh, PR people 
And while Kevin was on the podium, they were trying to figure out last time that happened. He said 2016. Yeah, when LeBron was. Mm. And the I think it was the Atlanta series because I remember Budenholzer. I just lost my yeah. earpiece. I remember Budenholzer after the game, like almost in tears. I remember. Was, <laughs> yeah. He was despondent because this, there was nothing they could this, do. This and is this how, team's built a lot like that. This is how they play down in there. They do a jack a lot of threes. Now this is how they play. But I would just yeah. uh, uh, I'll tell you this: this is what I'm interested in seeing the most is. What happens when Garland comes back? Is right. he playing yeah. against the Celtics on Wednesday? We, have we know anything no, about that yet? I don't. It doesn't sound like he's because okay. when Garland comes back, I don't need Donovan to do everything that Donovan is doing now. Sure, I need him his leadership. At least not I every night. His, I need his go-to down the stretch, right? So there's a pairing here, and I told uh, G. Bush on Saturday on air that it reminds me of Isaiah Thomas and Dumars. Now, Isaiah Thomas on any given night could have given you 35 to 40, mm-hmm. right? But when he got with Dumars, like, I, I don't need to give me 35 right, to 40. Right, right. It's more about winning. It's when I give you these numbers. Right. Not, not that I come out and show you every night that I'm this dude from Chicago on the west side that can yeah. run you in the ground every night. Let's save the rest of it. We'll get back to this conversation later. One last thing I wanted to hit. Don't start with me, Cleveland. I love this city, but we do this all the time. I already got the first text from someone saying, I'm a little worried about Garland when the chemist when he comes back. From oh the no, no no no! Don't no, start no. with that stuff. No no no! We no. do that all the time. Every Whenever time. a team's playing well, don't put anybody else on the team. I don't <laughs> want to mess with it. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it right now! Terry's Garland's an all-star. Yeah, we're, we're only we're only going to get better. Yeah, that's right. Let's stop with the nonsense. All right, guys. And let's, that, get to, our, let's get to the nuts and bolts. No, we're yes. going to the nonsense right <laughs> yeah, now. Oh, yeah. Let's start with the nonsense. Right big nonsense, nonsense to the Browns. Get off my boy Justin Fields in Chicago, too. Get off him. I'm the defensible Ohio State people today. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, tonight, a uh, game we've been waiting for, Browns and Bengals. Uh, we know that for the Browns, David Njoku will not play. We know Denzel Ward will not play. We know Wyatt Teller will not play for the Bengals. Jamar Chase will not play. Have we got seen any update in the last 15 minutes on uh, JOK? Nothing, but he hasn't practiced all weekend. Yeah. Oh, not, I would guess, based on sign. that, he's probably not, not going to play. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, uh, listen, the Browns' defense, as we all know, has been horrendous this season. Um, and now they've lost their best corner and potentially their best linebacker. Now, I know neither of those guys has played that well. But I still think they're their best player. Well, they've already lost their best linebacker in right. Anthony Walker. Now their second best linebacker. What's the is the only hope for the defense? G and I'll start with you. Miles Garrett having one of those all-time games like we saw from what's his name at Ohio State. I can't think of his oh, name. Yeah, yeah. JTT baby JTT. He, oh my God, what a game that guy yeah. had! He made, he made a lot of Whoa, money. Oh there. my God, he made what a lot of money. Like does Miles Garrett? I know it's the NFL, but does Miles Garrett have to have a type that type of game for the Browns to win tonight? I, I don't think I'm not gonna say I don't think he's capable capable of it, um, but if you look at what the roster is, I mean I could just they could just double they could take him out of the game. Like it's not like you know with a, in a defensive line it, it's not as if you you're roaming around you could do other things like you could get double teamed they could slide the protection that way they could send them back over there they could leave a tight end and there could be three people that could block you and they still would not have to worry about anybody in an interior. Now, JOK, who's one of your, you know, bet, better blitzing linebackers, he's not in. And then, you know, Anthony Walker is not in the middle. Of the, so, right. so basically, it's not like he really can take over if he wants. It's just the fact that you can scheme him out of the game. For me, this, this is a game where the Browns are going to have to do something other teams have done. You traditionally look across the league and look at some of these teams who are winning games that have not been good or traditionally good. They're going to have to find a way to make the plays. You, you look at Seattle and, and, and both New York teams, nobody thought those teams would be good. But you know what they're doing? They're coming out and they're making plays when it, when it counts, when, in a crunch time, and, and they're getting stuff from, from their main guys. So, you know, I, I look at it in terms of you're going to have to have a great game by Miles Garrett. You're going to have to have a great game by Joe, Joe Woods. Stefanski has to call a really good game. And then you're going to have to have Nick Chubb and Mari Cooper, some of your best people, play out of their minds. You may win. You should be, you should be competitive if you're at home. But, it, you know, they're going to have to start doing stuff that all these other teams are doing. Because I watched them on Sunday, and a lot of teams aren't really that good. But what they're doing is they're making plays when you got to make the plays. That's true. The Jets and Giants did both lose yesterday. Yes. And the Jets, man, Zach Wilson stinks. But, uh, Jason, what's, what say you? Do you have any hope for this Browns defense tonight? Yeah, I mean, listen. beyond it's just football, so you never know. Well, that's a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, and we'll see when we we'll get to the headlines. I just don't think that this is a two and sixteen. Like there, this, there's too much talent to be two and six. 
and, and at some point, somebody's got to put their foot in the ground and say, enough's enough. We're not going to keep going down this road. And, you know, it seems like a lifetime ago when we had a little dust up in the locker room in Baltimore. Well, this is the first chance on the field since then. And it was defensive guys involved, and it was defensive guys yelling in the locker room about no leadership. So now it's time for you guys to lead. And so I absolutely think they've got a chance to win this game. They can be competitive yeah. in this game. The secondary is going to have to play great, even without Jamar Chase. With the linebackers that you're missing, they're going to be in a lot of nickel and dime. And, yeah. and you really need guys like – Grant Delpit, who has not had a good year at all and who I really am starting to question his future here, guys like him have to yeah. deliver tonight. Brad, Miles Garrett did some talking before this game, talked about bury, we need to bury Joe Burrow. You like him talking trash? You think he's going to be able to back it up? Well, first of all, Miles Garrett is an extremely talented player. I think he has the ability to do just that if he, if he you know, if we use him in the correct manner. You know, I, I look at this thing and, you know, we, we love – line miles gear up on the, on the end right and you know we're soft in the middle and you know i hear the professionals the ones that live in the football world like okay you can do other things move up miles gear around keep them guessing michael parsons guessing yeah i don't know i'm not gonna let you tee up on me right my thing is this here i, I, I kind of disagree with jason to this point here this Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You're two and six. You are two and six team. That's who you are, right? Yep. Well, they're two and five right now. Well, two and five. Yeah. yeah. You have a chance. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You got I'm a kidding. chance to get better, yes. right? But only if we do things to counteract what we don't do well. And every week, boy, we come out here and we go back and do the same damn dumb thing again, right? And I wonder why. Why is Kareem Hunt and, and, and Chubb not in the backfield together? Why are we, not, why are we throwing the ball with Jacoby Reset 40 times? Why, the same thing that we always seem to do, always seem to trip us up all the time. I'm hopeful that tonight, right? Because you got a chance down the lakefront here. Miles talking crazy, right? Yeah. Maybe they're going to come to play. We're going to see. Because... Joe Burrow is quite aware that he's never beat the Browns. Very well aware. His daddy's aware, right? So I have to think that Joe Burrow thinks he knows I'm coming to get this today. The only way you meet that is head on. So if I'm, I'm going to meet you at the coin flip midfield, I tell you, yeah. come see you in just about one minute. Do you? Th I don't even think they got that type of mentality. That's the problem. Well, they, that's, when you just said that, I said that's so out of character. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the thing, you know, like, Okay, so they're yelling and screaming in the locker room, but when have they showed this year, at least, that they're that's going to turn into well, a fight? Well, that's what I'm saying. This is the first time that that we have been able to hear but some sort of pushback. The fact that all of a sudden in Week Eight it's going to turn into something, I don't. I'm skeptical. As well, it did are. last year after the Patriots game last year. Yeah, they it completely flipped. This defense complete. Now that's not to excuse. I think we've said it before. You can't be terrible defensively for half a season every right, year. Right, right, right. But we have proof that it can flip that fast because it did. You know what's so year. crazy, Bull? I, I, I'd never write anything down. But I, to, yesterday I was up last night, yeah, not sleeping like I always do, <laughs> and I'm just writing stuff down. And I'm looking at it and I'm saying, hold on, let me check out some of these other teams and and, and what they're doing with yeah. not good quarterbacks. Right, backups or guys that we we know are are marginal or medium. Okay. Titans five and two are Ryan Tannehill. Oh, you got notes. Oh, yeah, I got notes. Oh, okay. And Ryan, yesterday with Malik Willis. Yeah, they Malik Willis. Well, they just, Derrick, Derrick Henry had like three hundred yards. They just but. put it on the dude in, right? Jets five and three with Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. Yep. Giants now six and two with Daniel Jones. Yep. Uh, Jones getting paid. He, they're gonna pay him. I don't think so. I, 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 I watched that him. whole game yesterday, Jason. I've watched a lot of. I don't Giants think Daniel Jones year. is good. 
Well, what he can do? run they're the ball. He cannot throw I, the ball. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't want to turn this into a giant show, but yeah. they're going to at least have to franchise tag. I him, would I think, but we'll see. Uh, well, so we'll, we'll probably we'll, right though. We'll continue on. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks five and three with Geno Smith. Yes. Falcons four and four with Marcus Mariota. Commanders are four and four with, with Wentz. Patriots and uh, Taylor Heineke. And Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Patriots are four and four with Jones and Zappy. Yeah. Bears. Three and five. How that my man Justin with Fields. Justin Fields on the rise and coming. Think about this. And coming. Now, now <laughs> they tell us all the time. They tell us all the time. And by the way, the Cowboys have won a ton of games mostly with uh what's his name? Cooper Rush. Yeah, yes. All he they yeah. won a bunch of those games. Yeah. And I, I I left off three or four teams. The Dolphins five and three. I could have put them in there. But my point is, these are all teams that are playing with subpar quarterback play. However, they are two, sometimes three games ahead of your Cleveland Browns when you have all these other pieces and parts and different things. And I, I question, I say, at what point are you held uh, responsible for saying, look, you know, you got your defense m- m- mostly back. These guys have injuries. Look, you, you, these dudes ain't no but, good. But you could be making a point that the, the Browns are like, because I, I, I'm just going to flip your script just a slight bit. If you took Justin Fields, put them on the Cleveland Browns, they'd be dynamic. I don't so know. Maybe, no, they would. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. Because he they'd can be make, two and he, five. No, he can make plays. That's where you're mistaken at. He's a freaking player, right? This is not. This ain't me just watching him. I watched him for years. He's a freaking player. So stop reading what you read in the paper. Stop uh, believing what you hear in video. Get down to the brass tacks for people yeah, who watch this. I, I disagree with you. I've watched he, Justin he, Fields play. I don't think he's any he's good. A, but he's a freaking player. Yeah, yes, but they got is. Deshaun Watson. That's it. No, the Bra- so, so I'm saying when they get Deshaun yeah. Watson back, right? Because they could be banking on that to be the separator. The, that's the what it gets. Again, we could talk about the all, the offense all we want, guys. The Browns are two and five, mostly because of their defense. That's the bottom line. We could say, yeah, I mean, if Deshaun Watson were here, they'd have a better record because he could overcome more mistakes from the defense than, than Jacoby Brissett can. But the main reason why the Browns are 2-5 and five is because their defense is awful. Yeah, but It's awful. Yeah, there's no question about that. But yeah. I would just tell you that well, most teams in this league yeah. are fueled by their offense, even when on the defensive side. To see that the offensive side making big-time plays, that's what gets the place energized, right? But my question is, most get, of we those my, my, are winning because of defense. Even if, I took, even if I took the Bears off here, right? Right. Okay. And, and so that's Justin Fields. Yeah. All the rest of these quarterbacks are bad. Well, I don't know about Geno Smith, man. Geno's 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 very well. Now, the Seahawks are the ones. The Seahawks are the one team on that list where you can say the quarterback's playing well. Yeah. Geno is. I don't think Geno. I mean, I think Geno's kind of mediocre. Your your boy Dustin Fox is. Dustin loved him. I give him full credit. The rest of those teams, the Giants, the Jets. uh, I don't know about the the Patriots. Those three teams are winning because of defense. Well, I think the Titans are probably the closest example to what there it is ha- to what you could have here because the power running. Now, Ryan Tannehill is better than Jacoby Brissett, but he's not that not good. by much. Not I by much. It's, on, it's kind of better. It's kind, what I mean is well, actually, this year Jacoby's probably played just as well. If not it's better. a little. Com- it's, it's comparable defense. Defense in terms of the, the quarterback play here. My thing is, if you Stefanski, you have to say, "Come on, man, we got better. We got." You know, this is a team that gave up Russell Wilson. They were supposed to be out. The Giants was like, oh, listen, Daniel Jones. The Giants were were trying to tank this year. The Giants went into this year with the expectation of drafting first or second to get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. That was their expectation heading into the season. Now, it's not completely apples to apples. Those teams have played some bad. I don't know how many quality wins those teams have, but still, they have better records. Well, the Browns got an opportunity. Um Browns have no quality wins. I haven't seen. Well, I argue I haven't seen a quality win in like three, four years. Like I can say that. But the, they're the only win the last two years they've had is a quality win was against the Bengals. Yep, the first Bengal game. The first like, Bengals quality game. win. Now, I, now I will say this: they got a, they got an opportunity. Jamar Chase ain't playing. You should be all over that. You should be excited because that dude is a one play Johnny. Bow, boom, touchdown, seven points. You now you get T Higgins. You get Tyler Boyd. You still got Joe Mixon. I'm a little scared that they might just run Mixon, which we can't stop. Don't tell nobody yet. Um, <laughs> but they got an opportunity. If you can win this game, and I, I just don't even like saying it. If you can win this game, you now get to what? Three and three and five. Three and three five. five. Three and five. You get a bye week. You can figure some stuff out. You come back against against the, the Dolphins. 
That's in Miami. I'm a little scared of that because they just all those two receivers. We ain't got nobody running passes them. Mm. So the bottom line is, if you got to get this one first, you can you can make yourself feel okay going into the bye. Oh yeah, well I think well if the Browns win tonight, we're gonna feel different about this team. There's that, that doesn't. I still don't think they're gonna make the playoffs if they win tonight. No, but at least there's a remote chance if they win this game tonight. And you'll just feel better because then all these teams you're talking about, well, some of them are three and five and some of them are four and four. I get yep. it. You know, um, but to do that, the defense is going to have to play better. Jamar Chase is a big loss for the Bengals, but they still have a top five quarterback and two really good receivers and an excellent running back and a very good, you know, good solid tight end. So it, 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 obviously they're not as good without Chase, or at least we think they won't be. But they're still good, so it's still going to be a tough challenge for the Browns' defense. Remember, we all sat up here and we took the poll. What do they have to be when Deshaun Watson gets back? A lot of people either said five and six, six and five, right? Right. So if you beat them, you got the – what other games after that you you got coming up? You got – You're not beating Buffalo. So Buffalo's out of here. It's the NFL. You still never know. Miami, Buffalo, and Tampa. So you got Miami – Don't even get off the bus in Buffalo. (laughs) Miami, Buffalo, and Tampa. Right. Now, Miami Miami looks – Really good. I, I mean, they're passing game with these deep balls with uh, Waddle and, and, yeah, and, and Miami's a top. likely loss. Buffalo's an almost definitely loss. loss. Tampa Bay's a toss up. You could you could beat Tampa Bay, right? You could beat Tampa Bay. Um, they got to get to five wins. They're I don't see them win. getting the five. I think if they win tonight, they got a shot at being four and seven, with the absolute best case scenario being five and six, but not likely. There's no way they're getting to six and five. Uh, that ain't happening. If they did that, that'd be the greatest upset. In, yeah, they're uh, six and five. Yeah, yeah. And if they are six and five, well, then they got a chance to make the playoffs because, uh, frankly, their final six games, are not four of tough. those games are against crappy teams, and you'll have Deshaun Watson. So, and especially the, the way I give him, we we played the Ravens, and the Ravens to me ain't no like game busters. The Ravens are average team. Should have won that game. They should have won that game. The so. only teams that look great right now are Kansas City, uh, Kansas City, Buffalo, Buffalo and Philadelphia. Philly. Yeah. Nobody else looks great. There's some other good teams, but those are the only teams that look really, really Phil- good. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Buffalo. They just destroyed oh the Steelers. Hey, Bull, yeah. We, you asked Brad the question, and we, we pivoted off it, but mm. I want your take on this because you brought it up in the pre-show meeting. Yeah. Miles Garrett is talking a lot of smack heading into this game, saying he's going to bury players in the past. He's done post-game interviews on yeah. Halloween in a cape. <laughs> yeah, like Miles Garrett's got his two. Honestly, does he have to back up his play? Is today really? Not I, I got to be honest, guys. Him, I, I hate, grown, I hate when people say I got to be honest, and I just said it. Here's the thing: I love Miles Garrett. He's my second favorite player on the team behind Nick Chubb. Okay, I've always supported him. I always thought he was great. I still think, even though the even though the production has not been there, I still think he's playing at a high level right now. But I'll tell you something: right now, at two and five, this is embarrassing. It's embarrassing the tombstones on his lawn, and I'm fine with the trash talk, but you, I don't want to hear about triple teams. If you are going to talk trash about burying a player, then you got to back it up. I don't care if you're getting quintuple teamed. I don't care. He better make, I don't even know how much that is. I think it's five, but I'm not yeah, sure. He better make some freaking plays tonight. If you're going to talk the talk, you better walk the walk. I don't want to hear about double teams. I don't want to hear about triple teams. Get it done. And I also don't want to hear about, oh, Miles is impacting games because two guys are blocking him and he's open. No. How many guys in this league can still wreck a game by getting yes. through double teams? You got it. Not, not, you're not going to be able to do it as often yeah, if you're getting double and here. triple team. I get it. But sometimes he's still got to make some plays. Sometimes here. it's only one or two plays you have to make. That's right. Yeah, if you're getting double team, it'll be clear. If you're getting double team, I mean, those significant hurdles. Of right. course. It is, Brad, but it's course. not an excuse for, for no oh, production. How many guys Here's get doubled on every see, single see, play? See, if you're going to come down on Miles Garrett, come down on the nut running the team. I'm sick of him too, right? I'm sick <laughs> of him too, right? I'll come in here every week talking about the same stuff. We don't never hold his feet to the fire, ever. It, it, yeah, we do. Ever. No, we does. don't. Yeah, we do. No, we don't. But well, how are we supposed to hold him to the fire? We want him to be here. Besides saying fire him, how old Blue, are you? you from New York. I live yeah. in Chicago. They, yeah. they turn the heat up on you anytime they want yes. to. Yes. Yes, they do. And, and the fans can deserve town, to have some heat on him. In this town, we don't turn the heat up on nobody. We do. I've been no, screaming for coaches to be fired for nah, 12 years here. Not real heat. It ain't real heat. But I, I just don't. We have to literally set him on fire to be. <laughs> <laughs> just I, set I, the man on fire. Chicago with me. I get To me, I get it. I know some people are going to disagree. I can't play. To me, Joe Woods is responsible for the defense. Yes. He's the head coach of the defense. Yes. That's the way it works in this NFL. 
is you have a coach who runs his side of the ball. That's what 95% of the NFL coaches do. As what was his boy supposed to do? Because he's not running his side of the ball. Because the defense I mean, we're is not garbage. Getting, we're not getting better. We're getting worse. We are. You know what? You know what? I, I, you know, I've been trying to get Joe Woods out of here since 2019. Ironically, that might have been a year he got here. <laughs> you know, I'm a little early to the party. They're like, G. Bush, you're an hour early. So what? I got my outfit on. Leave me alone. I wanted him up out of here then. I was mad back then. But let me, look, I'll play devil's advocate. Play it. I mean, Andrew Barry, man, he, oh. out of anybody, he gets the biggest passes to me. Like He does get a big pass. Don't nobody even mention his name. For you to come into a season with these levels of defensive tackles and linebackers, that means you watch Phillips practice and play for a year. You thought that was it? You seen Jordan Elliott all of, for three years. You thought he was a Tommy Togiai. Like, these guys, and then you got to get to this. You said Grant Delpit. To me, is if you go into next year, he's looking so you, you need somebody to replace him. To me, I, I, uh, John Johnson. I got to replace him too. You might have the worst safety, the secondary. We thought the secondary was locked down. Yep. Not only are they not locked down, they don't even do anything really well. They, they don't up, communicate. They, up. they don't tackle. <laughs> they got those checks locked up. Yeah, they got them. They got the bag locked up. <laughs> But they're not jumping on routes. They're not dislodging the football. They ain't laying no wood on nobody. They're not knocking the ball. They're not even getting people lined up straight. I don't know what y'all do. The Browns are not talented enough at safety. I think we're learning that. But they're not talented enough at defensive tackle. They have no talent at defensive tackle. Linebacker. Uh, to me, at linebacker, and definitely at corner, it's more about coaching than it is about talent, I think. I think I think a good defensive coordinator can find a way to use JOK, and we haven't been able to do it. Here's the thing. I agree with everything you said, but let's also acknowledge they were better at Baltimore defensively. They, yeah. came, up, they came up with the turnover yeah. late in the game. They got the ball back. Yeah. They, we, they showed signs of improvement. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your, what, what, when you say improvement, that, that's, so, that's so ambiguous. Well, they kept, I mean, we, they kept Lamar Jackson in check. Are we coming from a 2 to a 3? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. A 4 to a 5. I mean, they're not going to go from a 2 to a 10 overnight. A 4 to a 7. But they're not going to go from a 2 to a 10 overnight. What we saw last year was after the Patriots game, after they completely fell apart, they got better every week. By the end of the year, they were pretty good defense. Yeah. Last week showed me. Start, sort of what we were expecting to see right. all year long. They have to get but better. But the Ravens are a team that can't really Come throw on. And, exactly. and, the, and the Ravens, before the turnover, it was first and 10, second and six, third and two. First and 10, second and six, third and two. Right. So they were still moving down the field. But you have to give them credit for getting the stop yes. and getting the turnover. Okay, well, yes. So they showed signs last week. Let's see if tonight if they can build off that. Yeah. That's all. All right, Mikey, we got Tim Couch with us. We do. Tim is back. Tim, hopefully, he's feeling a little better after his epidural last week. So, Tim, thanks again for joining us, as you do on uh, every Monday. Oh, man. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, man. Yeah, the epidural went well. Back's feeling a little better. So, uh, moving around a little, uh, a little less pain. Look so what Cleveland good. did to you. Tim. Look what Cleveland did to you, man. <laughs> epidural. Hey, Tim, down, tell man. Mikey McNuggets stay out the HIPAA laws. Stay, leave your medical records alone. We'll leave the HIPAA laws. Bye. 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 Hey, Tim. <laughs> Well, real for the record, Tim texted me last week and said, hey, I had an epidural. I can't, I can't. That doesn't mean show. you've got to hey. announce it to everybody. Hey, well, I, give you, I give you credit, Tim. I, like, I, get, I get an epidural in my back, and I get this, this procedure on my neck, something similar to that every year. Yeah. And I'd be going in there. I'd be trying to tell myself I don't be needing it until, <laughs> until your back tells you, hey, you know what time of year it is. You might want to get up in here and go Absolutely, ahead. man. <laughs> yeah, hey, for I, sure. I, 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 had a few, I had a fusion back surgery a couple years ago. What? Uh, so that Yeah, I had fusion. I got L3, L4, L5 fused together. Man, Ooh, I couldn't even walk for like six months. So, uh, yeah, man, like I, I was down for a while. Now um, now I got a, a L5 S1, I guess, is flared up. So that, that L5 S1 is the same one hey, I got. Hey. They tried to give me a, they yeah. tried to give me the, the, the fusion. I told them I couldn't do it. I, I told them I couldn't hey. do it yet. Tim, I understand. Hey, worst, sur worst surgery I've ever had by far. I've had a lot of surgeries, but that fusion surgery, man, was the recovery was absolutely awful on that one. Mm. Tim, people don't know the, the price we pay here. Some days, some days I'm looking in my own house when I got to go up the steps to my room. I'm like, mm, I might need. I, I don't you, know. I don't know if I get up there. Get a, board, a bed on the first floor. Hey, y'all better not do it. Y'all too young for the bedroom on the first floor. That's for in-laws. That's the in-law Tim, you got that uh, bed on the first floor yet or no? No, I'm on the second level, unfortunately, okay. man. I got to go up those stairs. Uh, I feel it every morning, though, coming downstairs. Jim, I'm looking at it, baby. I'm like, I'm oh, I don't know. <laughs>
That's tough. I was I was joking, but I'm really not joking. Did Cleveland do that to you? Was that the beating you took those three, four years? I mean, I, w- I would think so. You know, I took a lot of hits over the years. Um, you know, I, you really don't feel it, I guess. You know, I, I mean, I had some surgeries and stuff during the time. I think it just kind of adds up over the years. Yeah. And, you know, just all the throwing to all the twisting and turning on my back and the hits. And then, you know, you throw in weightlifting and golf on top of that. So everything I've done my whole life has just kind of mm. put a lot of pressure on my back. So it's finally starting to catch up with me a little. Tim, we've, we've talked so much. And we, you know, it's just the way it is. Anybody talks about football, we mo- spend most of our time talking offense and Mm -hmm. but I think in the end you know for all the criticism I think somewhat unfairly some of these guys would disagree for the play calling for all the talk about Jacoby Brissett who's been probably better than we expected overall the Browns are if, if the Browns defense had been as good as we thought it would be this year they probably are at least four and three if not five and two right now I think the defense is mostly to blame for them being two and five. Is that fair, unfair? What do you think? Uh, I would 100% agree with that. You know, I think Jacoby Brissett has played winning football. You know, I think he, he's he's far exceeded what I thought he was going to look like going into this season. You know, I think he's played really well, especially early on in games, you know, when he's gotten situations where he's had to, they've really needed him to go make plays and go make game-winning drives. That's not who he is. Of course, you know, he's going to struggle in those situations. But I think he's really done a good job of managing the football games early on, taking care of the football, getting the team in and out of the right plays. It looks like he's going to the right spot with the ball, getting it out quickly on time. So I think he's played winning football. Uh, the defense has certainly let him down. You know, you obviously we can go to a couple games and uh, and say they, they flat out lost the game for uh, for the Browns. So, um, you know, but I think offensively they've done okay without their, you know, without their starting quarterback. They've done about all they can do. Nick Chubb is, I guess he's leading the league in rushing right now. I assume he still is. Um, you know, so they, they, they've done some really good things on that side of the ball. But defensively, it's been, it's been breakdowns. It's been lack of communication, giving up big plays and untimely situations. So, yeah, I, I would certainly agree with that. So, Tim, you, you, you live down there in Kentucky. So, I know you get that bingo beat all the time. What do you think about tonight's game? Bengals and the Bengals been playing better football as of late. Yeah. Uh, but Browns seem to have their numbers some days, right? But, you know, yeah, you know, you know what's the going last on up here. All over them. So, um, you know, Burrow struggled a little bit against the Browns. Uh, but Burrow's playing really good football right now, man. Over the last, you know, four or five weeks, I know he's really he's really hot right now. Those receivers are playing really well. I know Jamar Chase is, is going to be out tonight, but he's still got a lot of other weapons to get the ball to. But I, I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. I really believe in that guy. I think he's one of the best players uh, in the entire NFL. And I think, um, you know, it's going to be a struggle for the Browns tonight. You know, I know they're a little banged up uh, in their secondary. So Burrow can, uh, you know, the way he's playing right now, it's going to be a tough matchup for them. And uh, Brissett's going to have to play a great game. He's going to have to come out and put some points on the board because I think that Burrow is going to light up the scoreboard a little bit. So, uh, you know, Brissett's going to have to come out and match that. You know, the the uh, a big matchup, obviously, is the the uh, Bengals O-line versus the Browns D-line. We know the Browns defensive tackles have been awful. We know they got great ends. As for the Bengals offensive line, it was a disaster last year. They gave they made they have four new starters. They were gave up a ton of sacks the first two weeks. But as they won four out of five, their offensive line has played better. It's not great. Uh, and they haven't run the ball really that well. They did last week, but they didn't use it much. What do you think of that matchup in the trenches with two units that are have not been great? Yeah, I think that's where the game is going to come down to, that right there in that matchup. And, you know, Miles Garrett has had a lot of success against Joe Burrow over the last couple of years, getting a lot of pressure, getting a lot of sacks. So they're going to have to find a way to, to, to block Miles. I think – what Joe's been doing over the last few weeks from what I've seen is he's really starting to get rid of the football a lot quicker. He's not holding the ball, which is helping out his offensive line. I think he's getting through his reads a little quicker and, and understanding he doesn't have that much time. So uh, he's getting to his second, third read a lot quicker. So, uh, you know, if he holds the ball against the Browns, obviously it's going to be uh, it's going to be a huge test for that offensive line to block Garrett and those guys out on the edge. So it's, it's going to be uh, something fun to watch within the game tonight for sure. Tim, Jay and Bull about came to blows earlier this week over Nick Chubb's usage and the amount of carries <laughs> he's getting. And then Sunday, uh, you, you see uh, uh, Titans running back. Derek, Derek, Derek Henry. Thank you. Derek Henry Derek carried 32 Henry. times. He's at 62 carries in the last yeah. two weeks. As a quarterback, where do you fall on this? It's ob- There are two teams that are kind of built the same to me, the Browns and the Titans. And you have one organization that's just going to run their, court- their running back until the wheels fall off and go find another one. And you have another organization who very clearly is trying to play the long game. Where do you fall in this? Who's right and who's wrong? 
I would probably lean towards more. You do whatever you need to do to win the game. You know, I think you, you do want to keep Chubb as, you know, keep the hits off of him as much as you can. But when you're in a game and you're not able to throw the football and Nick Chubb is hot and he's running the ball down their throat, averaging, you know, five, six, seven yards of carry, I keep giving it to that dude as much as possible. He's built for this. You know, I mean, you see him in the offseason with these weightlifting videos and he's squatting 700 pounds and the daggone bar's bent in half. Like, this dude's a tank, man. He, he can take this type of punishment, just like Derrick Henry can as well. Uh, so so I, I think Nick Chubb wants the ball more. I think he would gladly accept 25 carries, 30 carries in some games. Uh, you know, other games, you know, it's not going to be that way. You know, you can keep his uh, pitch count down a little bit. But when you're in a game, like I said, where, you know, he's hot and he and the offensive line's playing well, they're moving people up front, I would give it to that dude as many times as possible throughout a game. You know, speaking of that, I got a little conspiracy theory, Tim. Let's see if you vibe with this. Um, we about, I want to say, how many games out from, from Deshaun Watson coming? Maybe four. Four games. Four games until he comes yeah. back. My conspiracy theory is because I was just, I was hot as the, just the rest of them. Like, why ain't Nick Chubb getting the ball white? I think literally, I think what he's, do, he's doing is he's been implementing things on the run. He could hand the ball off to Nick Chubb every play. He could probably hand the ball off to Kareem Hunter and, and Nick Chubb, both of them every play. But I truly believe that what he's doing is he's setting up and working on his his offense with Deshaun Watson while Jacoby Brissett is there. He needs he needs his receivers to be able to still catch the ball. <laughs> if they ran the ball every single play, they, there would be no film work. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't coach you up on some of the different things that we want to talk about or do when Deshaun Watson is here. Do you think that that he's he could be doing running the ball. He could be doing those things. However, he wants his team to be somewhat ready to come back into the game and say, all right, well, we've done some of this stuff during the year. It's not a huge shock. The only difference is the quarterback. Yeah, you know, I think there's some of that. I think it's just a matter of probably wanting to be a little more balanced. You know, I think he believes in his wide receiver group. You know, I think he believes in Amari Cooper and, and Peoples-Jones. And I'll tell you what, Njoku has played unbelievable football this year. You know, I know we all talked about when the Browns gave him that big contract in the offseason. We're all kind of like shaking our head like, you know, what, why are they paying this guy like this? But I think he's kind of really lived up to that. He's looked really, really impressive to me so far. I know he's injured right now, but he's looked really good. So, you know, I think he wants to spread the football around and just stay somewhat balanced and just kind of keep the defense is guessing a little bit. Um, but but there probably is some of that, too. He's, he's looking forward to the future, what it's going to look like with Deshaun Watson when he comes back to the lineup. But, uh, you know, just trying to get the ball in the hands of the playmakers as much as possible, spread it around and trying to stay a little balanced, I think, is, is ultimately what he's trying to do. So, so Tim, I'm, I'm going to get back to something you said earlier, right? You know, if you had to run Nick Chubb 25, 30 times on some occasions just to win in that moment, you know, you got two different uh, professional coaching philosophies. Those that are always trying to build for something and some to just take what they have and say, how do I get out this 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 48 minute basketball game or 60 minute football game? And myself, I think we're at that secondary that latter stage. What do I need to do to win this game today? Not how, let me show you how good a coach I am. How do I win this game today? If it requires me to use my best piece more to try to do that. Why do you think it is coaches in this league ref refrain some refrain from playing it that way? Just taking the I don't know. That's a good question. You know, I, I, I'm always with I'm with you, Brad. I think, you know, you go into these games and, you know, maybe you do have a certain type of game plan going in. But once you get in the game and you start filling it out and seeing how they're trying to defend you and play you. Well, maybe, you know, what you had planned isn't actually going to work in this game. you got to switch things up and you do need to give the ball to your playmaker 25, 30 times. I mean, you know, when Michael Jordan was hot, they didn't say Mike, stop shooting the ball. Right. You know, if you, no. you can score 50 tonight, you'll score 50. Right. I mean, that's just the way it is. So, um, you know, I, I'm all, I've always been, you know, just let's just play to win the game. What, what do we need to do? If I got to throw it 50 times, then I need to be ready to throw it 50 times. Nick Chubb needs to run it 30 times. Then Nick needs to be able to go 30 times and run the ball. So whatever, whatever's working, whatever's hot, whatever is, uh, is working that particular day, um, I think you ride it out and, and you try to get a win out of it. A couple of big, you know, we've talked a lot about the injuries on defense. Obviously, Denzel Ward's not playing and JOK may not play tonight. But on the offense, Tim, two really big injuries. Wyatt Teller is not playing, and he's probably their second-best offensive lineman behind Batonio. He might be their best run offensive lineman. And I think the David Njoku injury is huge because since week three, he's been phenomenal. I mean, he's outside of Mark Andrews and, and Travis Kelsey, he might be the best pass-catching tight end in the league right now, or at least since week three. So how big are those two injuries for tonight's game? 
I totally agree with you. Those are huge. Um, you know, we, we, we're going to have to score points tonight. You know, like I said, I think Burrow and that offense are really hot. Uh, not having Teller in there is going to make a big difference in the run game, obviously. Uh, someone's going to have to step up there. But Najoku, I think, is the big one, just like you said. That guy, he was playing at a big-time level, man. They, they were really getting him the football, especially early on in the game, first half of games. He was getting involved in the passing game quite a bit, uh, putting up big numbers. Uh, so I don't know, you know, they got to find a way to replace him. That production is um, is tough to replace what he's been doing so far this season, and he's been so good uh, down in the red zone and catching passes over the middle, keeping drives alive, uh, you know, run after the catch he's been really good at so far this year. So that's going to be a tough one to replace, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's tough not having those guys in a game like this. You know, you're going up against a quarterback as hot as Burrow. You want all your guys out there and, uh, and firing all cylinders, but unfortunately, you know, they don't have them, and some guys are going to have to step up and make some plays tonight. We were talking about Teller being out. Last week, it seemed the Ravens got more pressure up the middle and more plays up right up the middle than I've noticed all year long. And I just wonder, Ethan Postage has been great at center. He's been a, a revelation after Nick Harris went down. But I saw a couple times where it seemed like he was helping more to the right side because Teller's missing. How often does that happen when you're missing a guard that the center has to shade one way or the other and expose a gap that maybe wasn't there previously if your, guy's not, if you, if your normal guy is in there? Yeah, I think it's I think it goes that way quite a bit. When you have a guy go down, there's you know they're going to tend to go help him out a little bit. A guy who hasn't played much this year or at all, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of experience, and they're going to make sure they're on the same page with him. Hey, I'm going to help you whenever I can. You know, if I don't have somebody lined up right over me, then I'm going to slide your way, give you a little bit of help. Uh, you don't want to expose that guy, you know, as, as uh, you know, and, and you know, make, and have, have him have a rough game, a rough start to the game. You want to help him out as much as possible. Slide protections in the passing in the passing game that way. Help him out in the run game. Get some double teams up to the second level. Uh, so, so I think there's certainly a lot of that that goes on, and um, you know, they, they, it'll have to happen again tonight as well. Last thing, Tim, before I let you go, if I would have told you 14 months ago that not only would Baker Mayfield not be on the Browns. He would be on the Carolina Panthers, and he'd be benched for P.J. Walker, an undrafted free agent. How stunned would you have been? Uh, pretty stunned, actually. You know, I, I really thought Baker was going to have a good season once he got healthy. You know, I, 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 I'm not a huge believer in Baker, but I do think he's a pretty good football player when healthy. You know, I think, but, you know, this year watching him play, he struggled, man. He, he was, I know he doesn't have a whole lot of talent in Carolina. He's had way less talent there than he had in Cleveland around him. But, you know, he, he really wasn't playing that well. He wasn't very accurate with the football from what I saw. He was kind of throwing it all over the place. He held on to the ball too long. Uh, and, you know, I watched P.J. play uh, a little bit last week. That guy's making plays all over the field. It's going to be hard to get him off the field. They're, they're winning games now. They fire their coach and put in their, I guess, third-string quarterback, and, and now they're starting to win games for whatever reason. But it's, uh, it, it's been tough for Baker. You know, hopefully he can bounce back and, um, and try to get on his feet and land somewhere else. Thanks, Tim. We appreciate it as always. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it, Tim. All right, appreciate all right, you guys. Tim. See you next week. There you You're go, obsessed Tim. With Baker. You're obsessed with Baker. He slid that. He, 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 he slid that in so smooth. He's even you know what though? Even I didn't expect this. No, I know. I thought he'd be okay in I Carolina. I'm with you. I'm with you. I PJ walked out. Okay. The Panthers ended up losing that. Did you guys see any of that game last night? The no. end of that was chaotic. That was insane. The pa the yeah. Panthers should have won the game, but their kicker like three missed times. An extra point. But, but Moore goal. takes his helmet off. Yeah, that was stupid. That, I hate that penalty. That shouldn't be a penalty. I didn't see any. I didn't see one. But you know what? With the way that kicker was doing, he missed a chip shot yeah, yeah. field goal after that. To I, win knew, it. I knew exactly. But was going to lose the bottom that. line is, PJ Walker with less talent around him because Christian McCaffrey He's is gone, go. has been yeah. much better than Baker was. Yeah. Zach Jackson, and I used to joke that Baker would be on Big Noon Kickoff in five years, but it might actually be three years. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And DJ Moore, like Odell, DJ Moore was on a milk carton earlier the season with. P.J. Walker is putting up huge numbers. Yeah. He's huge numbers. He he, got, he gets a touchdown. Like it was it was like almost yeah. a hail mary. And they're like, how did you even get that? He gets excited. He takes his helmet off, and I'm like, please don't do that. T he took his helmet off. They moved it back 15 yards. Yeah. It's already dog on a 30 some mile field goal. Dwayne rented it. Yeah, oh yeah, took it. Dwayne rented it. But it was Miami. It, it was more like a, 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 a Michael Irving with the in the U. He took it off and was walking around in the yeah. end zone. I said, bro, you That's tripped. Dumb right there. You tripped. There were some good games yesterday, but uh, by the way, that pass to Moore that Walker threw the sixty-three yarder. Crazy. You could not throw that any better. That was a great throw. Could not you? That it was doesn't an amazing matter. Mahomes, Rogers, crazy. Allen, you cannot throw a football better. 
in that situation than P.J. Walker did. Shout out to the former XFL star. So, what's, so. so what, what, what's happening to Baker next year? He's, uh, he's a backup. He's, he's a, backup. a backup somewhere. Well, he, somebody's going to sign him? Yeah, oh, yeah. Somebody's going to sign him as a backup. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I'll give him this, even though he took a shot at the Browns before the, the this game. He did have a good attitude about getting benched. I, I give him credit for yeah, that. I mean, said, yeah, I mean, you, you got to say great. stuff yeah. like that now. Yeah, I mean, this is. But he did. He just well, it's different than Cleveland because they were the Panthers weren't uh, one and thirty-one before I came in. I, I, I mean, listen, yeah. he should have just put boys the men on the on the screen. <laughs> He's like, what that mean? Put the subtitles. He had the end of the road at yeah. this point. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you you're, you're talking about a significant pay cut. Yeah, you go home. significant. Oh, yeah, significant. We're, we were talking about. Just last summer, 30, 35 million a year. Yeah. Should they pay him? 40 million a year. Now he's going to sign for like $3 million next Maybe. year. Maybe. And the problem, he got to be, he got to be, a, his people should tell him, you be at every meeting, you start, you, you need to go ahead and, and treat this dude like he's your own child. Oh, and because. Do all the community events. All the events. <laughs> oh, yeah. All of the events. He got to be, because backup quarterback <laughs> is a sp- special position in this right. league. It literally is. You can't have ego as a backup no, no, no. quarterback. You got to do all of these. You got to show up to the cafeteria. Yeah. You got to pull in. You got to bring in the, the equipment. You got to be Colt McCoy. You got to be Jacoby Brissett. You got to bring donuts on, on, on some days. But this is this is, <laughs> this is is what's crazy about the NFL, and I'm, I'm tired of talking about Baker. I don't talk about Bigger. But, but we're going to talk but about Pete, No. Last P- point, then we'll do headlines. Yes. No, yeah, P- yeah. P.J. Walker, Bailey Zappi. Look at these guys. It's the most important position. We all know that. Yeah. And teams spend the most time trying to get that spot right. And yet, guys like this show up every well, single year. Guys I mean, that, you, what is going on with this? But do they? We don't we know. don't know that. I, I, don't I don't think know. Bailey Zappi and PJ Walker are long term no, answers. But listen, but, they're coming in and helping your team win games. And Geno Smith, now although and he was Gino, a high pick. So that's but, <laughs> but for as much time and emphasis as teams spend all year long yeah. scouting, yeah. And who's the guy? Who do we want? Who do we identify? I don't care if if, if they. They helped their team win NFL games. And who at the start of the year thought P.J. Walker and Bailey Zappi would help the team win an NFL game? I told you last week. Well, it wasn't you. I told last week when I was on the show, I said this. You have to get to know who the people who are doing the scouting are. You Because just because you got the name scout on your door, I mean, you know what you're doing. Right. That's right? true. Right. <laughs> they get it wrong. I mean, now, you look- if Andrew Berry's sitting in the office and the head of scouting company said, I love this guy in Texas. He's the guy. And Andrew Berry, who hadn't been out there 10 times, watched a couple films, said, okay, we'll go, go, go with the guy yeah. in Texas. I put a lot of credibility that's on what true. you said. And that's why, ultimately, it always annoys me when, at the end of the draft, we hear all these draft battles like, they filled a need here. They No, you don't fill a need until we know that guy's good. Right. And for, for me, I guess the frustrating part about it is, is, is sometimes it almost seems like the Cleveland Browns have to have everything right for them to even be competitive. They got to have their start starting quarterback. They can't have no injuries. They can't they, they can't have no everybody has to play all their starters. When I'm watching these other teams, the frustrating part about it is they, we they named feel, all these people. They They're down. coming in, yeah. filling in. Why is that? I, I just and I'm not saying I know, but why is it that you your team has to have all the things fall where they go? For them to even be eight, nine wins. I mean, it had this other team. Yeah, it seems like the Browns have like are always one of those teams. It's not like you know, like most of these teams we just mentioned are not going to the playoffs when it's all said and done. Yeah, I think you know, no, no, true. I, Patriots you know, probably the aren't. good. The good teams have depth. Patriots. That's what that's what the Browns problem is. We have no depth because when the, the real trick in winning any any professional team in any professional sports is your subsequent talent under your top tier people. That means when people go down, G, people can step in. And this might be a person out of Central Arkansas you never heard of or Libertyville, someplace you never heard of. Because people, they have people down in the weeds to find these people. And they're like, and they show up on people's relationships. And they'd be like, man, yeah. that depth is, is very that, important. That, that it's an underrated. Good. It's hard, but yeah. One more note to close yeah. the loop on the on the scouting thing and, and Andrew Berry and identifying talent and taking guys and everything. I'll go back to the NBA on this. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
I don't know. I, I want to learn more about how NFL front offices work because I don't know the answer to this. But, like, when Anthony Bennett was drafted by the Cavs, yeah. obviously a horrible pick at number yeah, one. He was sure. a bust, one of the, probably right. the worst number mm-hmm. one overall pick in the history of the NBA. Right. The guy who made the pick didn't want him. David Griffin, who was obviously the Cavs GM later, yeah. was not the GM at the time. Chris Grant was the GM at the time. Griff told me, when, for the book that I wrote, the vote was 9-1 to one to take Anthony Bennett. The one dude who didn't want to take him was Chris Grant, the guy who got fired for taking him. So how right. does it work? Oh, wow. How does who did he want, by the way? It wasn't any better. He wanted yeah. Ben McLemore. That whole draft was pretty It awful. was bad. It's yeah. not like Chris wanted Giannis. Yeah, you know, right, like right. he yeah. wanted Ben McLemore. So they were screwed either way. How did they not know Giannis was going to? 12 teams passed on Giannis. But, but just like in NFL scouting. Yeah. Is, is, is Barry taking guys he's not sold on, but the rest of the department is? So you take that right. guy? It's a, it's a group thing. That's what it is. But it, again, it goes down to the level of the person that is doing the scouting. Did you know Jerry Krause, the architect of the Bulls, although as much maligned as he is, do you know he was a baseball scout? Yeah. That's what he was. Right, right, right. That's right. Yeah. When he took over the Bulls, he was just a baseball guy that he brought in from the Sox. Mm-hmm. Right. But he knew how to get in the weeds. The people he surrounded him on the scouting, they were weed people. They were down in places you never heard of. Uh, when they when they pulled Scottie Pippen down, they were like, who? Yeah. People in Chicago were like, who? Who is yeah. this dude? Yeah. Right? And, and it's that it's those type of people that help you win. I'm not convinced here in Cleveland we have that, right? We go for the top tier, high level name guy. I got this guy. Okay, on your team, you better hope those guys work. It's like Delpit. Delpit at LSU was lights out. In but, the pros, that has not translated to. And I don't know if it's because we he's here in Cleveland and Joe Woods. Or it's a system or, or, or scheme. Or, or, or what? And right, in, in, in fairness, yeah. last yeah. thing, in fairness. We killed the Browns for years for trying to find I, that guy. I was just about to say. Right. Yeah. They're not right. drafting big guys. And not guys. drafting the right. LSU guys. Yeah, Ohio State guys. And the we Alabama guys. And now yeah. they're taking the LSU guys. We're always Alabama unhappy guys. when they're not. It's not going well. Just, last thing. Uh, promise the last thing. <laughs> Yesterday, the 49ers. <laughs> Fifth last thing. Kyle Shanahan tried a trick play, right? He get, They pitched a ball to, to McCaffrey, and McCaffrey threw it to Brandon Ayuk for a touchdown. Yeah, right. I don't know if any of you guys saw yes, that. And everybody was going nuts. What a genius Shanahan. If Stefanski does the same thing and it doesn't work, he's killed. everybody's like, what is he doing? Why is he trying trick Why plays? is Nick Chubb throwing the yeah, ball? Exactly. Let him run the ball. You know that. All right, Mikey McNuggets, let's get the headlines. It is headlines. If that play didn't work, I think people would have crucified no, they wouldn't. Shanahan too. Yeah. No, because in fairness, he's had more success. Shanahan's got more credibility. Yes. He's had Still, more success. It would have been a bad play call if it doesn't work. It's genius it, it, if it works. Anytime but. a team tries a trick play, their fans criticize when it doesn't work. Agreed. All right, it's time for headlines. Brad, you are up first. We had some good ones this week. Let's take Brad's full here. 99, Steve, with our first headline. Brad, you want to read it? So the Browns tranquilize. You get that? <laughs> tranquilize the Bengals on the lake. It's good. It's That's nice, right? Nice piece, right? Down in the zoo, we're going to tranquilize and put them to sleep, right? Burrow tamed again by the Browns. I mean, Burrow tamed by the Browns again. I'm here. I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Yeah. I'm just a hopeful guy. Just being hopeful. Right? I just want something this, positive to He don't want to the hopeful card. This is that's how far we have Plus, a friend of mine has been pounding me with this Bengals stuff for about a week now. Oh, he's a Bengals fan. No, buddy? she's a Bengals oh, she fan. Is, yeah. Been pounding me about a week Damn. about these Bengals. Mm. That's yeah. bad. All right, Jason. Am I up? You had a funny one. Jason, you are up. Yeah, this is uh, this is good work. Let's take it. Browns pull out their chub, baby. <laughs> Going to jail afterwards, but oh Browns boy. are pulling out their chub. Oh, that's funny. Chubb rushes for two touchdowns and upset win. Uh, listen, I said earlier, this just I don't think this is a two and six team. They have too much talent to be two and six. Therefore, I don't think they will be two and six. They're playing at home on Monday night. The crowd should be juiced. The players should be juiced. They did play better in Baltimore last week. They did. They should have won that game. We could say that about three or four of their losses, I know. But you started to see glimmers of hope, at least I did, on the defensive side. Like I said, they kept Lamar Jackson in check. I know he's been rough the last few weeks, but they kept Lamar in check. They got the key turnover at the end of the game when they needed it. They started to make winning plays. I'm Until this might be the last time that I bet on them, but <laughs> I'm, I just think that they are, they are not a 2-6 and six team. I didn't think they were a playoff team. I don't think they're as bad as two and six. I think they figure out a way to win. Them. My boy says they're not a two and six. I like when you say that. Are the Lakers a one and five team? Yes. Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> okay. Of course, oh, you are five Listen, one. Huh? You are what your record is. Okay. I totally agree. I'm just saying, well, they're not, not but they're not two and six. They're two and five. That's why I'm saying there's too much talent for this to be a two okay. and six team. Mm. I think they're well, three I and five. Well, I want them to win. But Nick Chubb scores two touchdowns on 15 carries. How's that? 
But if they win, nobody hard. will complain about it. If they win, nobody will complain. Yeah. Before we get to G. Bush's headline, I will say Jason has been probably the most realistic person on the show in terms of feel for the game, whether he liked the Browns or didn't like the Browns. Mm-hmm. So it is, I think, encouraging to see him go pro-Browns because he has it, been very – That's how desperate we are that we got to go with <laughs> – Jason's been the most realistic. <laughs> no, no, not so realistic. that means they're not, probably no, going to win. Not necessarily realistic, but he's had a really good pulse. He's like, I don't have a great you feeling a about pulse? this game. He picked Atlanta. How's your pulse? I did pick Atlanta. You did? I picked the Chargers when y'all picked – or I picked the Browns to beat the Chargers. But they didn't. Yes. And they didn't. But they played better than all y'all thought they would. But I picked them to beat the Chargers too. Oh, I you actually did? did pick them to win that oh, game. I didn't know that. No, I, did. no, I done picked them to lose like five weeks in a row. And they have. You've been right. So, <laughs> I think G's been the most <laughs> And G's also picking him to lose this week. Let's take his headline. Oh, of course. I got him. Of course. <laughs> no creative title needed. Anthony, take this week off. You ain't got to do no graphics for this one. Browns are bad. Lose to the Bengals on Monday Night Football. That's it. No score. No pen. No pad. No crayon. It is oh, what it is. Do I need to get some wings tonight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, can that, I get some wings? Just some landscape. Yeah. Hey. Turn the lights on. Nighttime. That, put my Christmas lights. <laughs> there you go. Put your Christmas lights. And you know the crazy part about it? That those are all. Of, shout awesome. out. Shout out to my man Goods. Shout out to good animal. OG said, hey, man, I'm going to do some landscaping. I'm going to go get some food. Let me order some wings. These is all the things that I think about when the Browns is playing. He ain't listening to none of it. He like, that's how that's how y'all about to get y'all get smoked like that weekly. By the fourth quarter, you just start thinking about your to-do list. Like, you might, I might want to turn it in, you know. Like, I, I could beat the 11 o'clock news. Right. I, I ain't got nothing for him. I just don't have anything. I just... Bull? By the way, before you put up my headline, a couple of quick food shout-outs. Number one, speaking of wings, believe it or not, this is stunning, but the best wings I've had in forever were from a supermarket recently. Where? They made Dave's? them. Dave's? No, not Dave's, which oh. everybody says is great. <laughs> There's a place called Lake Road Market in Rocky River where I go to get my uh, Boar's Head cold cuts because uh-huh. it's the only place around here that has Boar's Head cold cuts, which are the best cold cuts. But they, do, they make some of their own food, like at the deli counter, too. Not a ton of things, but they have a few things. And they had some chicken wings that looked really good. They were barbecue chicken wings, and they were outstanding. Oh, wow. Stunning, right? Hey, don't, it's always, I love to find little finds like that. By the way. That's the best places to get it. I'll give you another good supermarket food. Giant Eagle has good fried chicken. What you mean? Giant Eagle, listen, first of all. They do, you're right. Y'all need to right? sponsor me. Yeah. Giant Eagle, I'm in there three times a week. It's your boy. And by the way, <laughs> stop being, and guys, don't get, get out of your feelings, bro. It is not. It is not racial things where you say black people eat chicken. We do. We eat well, so do we. And a lot of it. Everybody, everybody like chicken. Why yeah. would you get mad at that? I eat that. I, I it, listen. These dudes at Giant Eagle. You go in there and get you that little. I think it's like an eight piece and a little little snack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And keep it in a warmer. Yeah. If you can get home and don't get stopped by two lights. By the yeah. time you get to the house, it's, it's nice still and warm. Cool. Let me tell you something. We're gonna talk fried chicken. Yeah. The best fried chicken. Is at a pizza place? Where How about you, that, Antonio's? Shut up! How you know about oh, that? Oh, as you can see, as where's can Antonio's? See, where's oh. Antonio's? Where's that? They, they got them. Just look it up. <laughs> Just look it up. Everywhere. Google it. Everywhere. <laughs> Antonio's Pizza has the best fried chicken around. Dude, I have. I promise you. I promise you. One last thing. There's We're, an Antonio's box in my oven at home right now on the on the range. They had it last night. One last home. food thing. Shout out to my favorite breakfast joint in all of Cleveland, all of Northeast Ohio, the Sleepy Rooster. That's your spot. Chagrin Falls, right? Nah, is, uh, right technically, right. it's in Chester, South Russell. South Russell. That's yeah, technically, spot. it's in Why South Russell. Why are you driving from Rocky because River to the east side? Sometimes it's I appreciate that good. good food. Sometimes it's that good. I appreciate good food. And yesterday, I decided for the first time when I was there, because we went for breakfast late, and I was like, Yeah, it takes you an hour to get there. No, it takes me 37 <laughs> minutes. That's Very easy. Far. That's too far for you. I know. It, it, you know, <laughs> what's funny is in New What'd York. What'd you get, could, Bull? What'd you order? What's funny, I could, in New York, I could drive 37 minutes to go to the next town. Right. But but anyway, I got, I decided to get off the lunch menu, but it was it was a fried chicken, a fried chicken thigh sandwich. It's hard with to do. egg and I got che- American cheese and then I got an egg over easy. So it kind of got gooey yeah, all over yeah, it. Yeah. On a biscuit. Unbelievable. It, it is Unbelievable. The only place I've ever had better fried chicken than that. Larders? No, Larders is amazing also. Love Larders too. They have great fried chicken too. But there's a place down in Miami called uh, Yardbird. 
Oh, yeah, bro. Which is the greatest fried chicken yes. ever. I tell you what, y'all don't know. Don't know. Me and yeah. Bull going to do a cooking show. We just going to pull up. Yes. At, uh, we go, they don't know. Steve, holler at us. We, yeah. we, we going to holler at you. We going we gonna to do it up. We got 19,000 shows we trying to do. We'll, yeah. you, we'll show you how to do this thing. We're going to do it. Well, are we allowed to say on the air what's the place you want to go to? Yeah, well, we got to go to Dairy Queen. Right. We're going to be going to Dairy Queen. Yes. The, th- the three of us are going to Dairy Queen. Because everybody told me to eat hot food at Dairy Queen, and I was like, "Ugh, that sounds oh, yeah. gross." Yeah. And so I'm like, "Oh, well, I can't say it's gross if I've never tried it." So I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a bunch of things at Dairy Queen and try them all. See, my kids love the chicken baskets. Oh, everybody crazy. loves the chicken. It's crazy. All right, well, we will get back to our daily Sorry. chicken segment we next food. week. Monday <laughs> at noon will be the chicken segment. You have a, one last headline before we talk yeah, to the cats and make a big announcement. Let's take Bull's headline. It's not overly funny. It's just no chase, no problem. Higgins and Boyd come up big as Browns drop fifth straight. Seems seems about uh, simple and straightforward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep, keep very well could be the case. Yeah, very well. <laughs> we, have, the case. we have the realists, <laughs> and we have the optimist. Op- optimist, <laughs> and we have the just call the balls and strikes, dude, right here. You're like they going down, and when it is, what it is. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.